أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي رب أوزعنا نشكر نعمتك التي أنعمت علي وعلى والدي ونعمل صالحا ترضى واصح لي في ذريتي نتبت إليك وإني من المسلمين الحمد لله We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are gathered tonight here. Christmas Eve. Oh. What is it? Christmas Day today? Christmas Eve. I'm glad we're in the mosque. Many are in the wrong places. And I always remind people, since I arrived in this land, many people, uh, sometimes they celebrate religious occasion in the wrong way. The direction is that way, they go that way. So, alhamdulillah, <coughs> you are late. You came all this way for dhikr, the dhikr is finished. Alaykum as-salam, marhab, welcome, welcome. Welcome, alaykum as-salam, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Masha, how are you? Masha, nice to see you. Are you well? Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Are you feeling good? Alhamdulillah. These are the people who just come for the dhikr at the end. We read Quran, then we do salawat, okay? And then we do dhikr. These are the people who just come for dhikr. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> anyway, I want you tonight to think with me for a little time because the whole world has been preparing itself for the occasion of Christmas. It's not bad. MashaAllah. Welcome back. Allahu Akbar. MashaAllah. MashaAllah. The whole world is celebrating Christmas or preparing itself for the celebration of Christmas. Now, it's not bad to celebrate. It's not bad. Because celebration is a part of the faith. Rasulullah gave us two celebrations. The celebration of the ending of Ramadan and the celebration of ending the Wuquf bi'arafah or the Hajj. Eid al-Fitri wa Eid al-Adha. Now, this is something not new. And it will ever or never end. It will always be there. However, we need to link the celebration to that which we celebrate. If we cut it off that, then it has no meaning. And what amazes me today, in all faith, people are arguing whether these celebrations are for the religious people, from the religion, or from outside the religion. Some are calling it cultural. Some are calling it something from the traditions of the past, some is calling it from the atheists who have no faith at all. To me, all this has no meaning. Because the people who are initiating it and working hard behind it are people of religion. So the Christian who believe in the religion, they are making the celebration. What I want as well for us as Muslims and for the Christian and for the Jews, Ahlul Kitab, is to move away from the glitter. Because everybody is worried about not having the right celebration, glitter-wise, okay? All this glitter has no meaning. It has to go or to come from within the celebration itself. And I'm going to give you an example, which is absolutely a beautiful example, of Allah's celebration of the people who need to be celebrated. Allah celebrates in the Quran in three verses being revealed, in three different surahs, okay? The poorest people who embraced Islam with the Prophet has been the most important people. And if you notice now, with the celebration, those who have will celebrate, and those who have not are sad, and they cannot celebrate. They have to go and put their hand out, or people have to find them to give them a hand out. Allah says, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ This is Surah Al-Ma'idah. Verses 83 to 85. And please take note and go and read it yourself. Allah said, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وإذا ثمعوا ما أنزل إلى الرسول ترى أعينهم تفيض من الدمع مما عرفوا من الحق يقولون ربنا آمنا فاكتبنا مع الشاهدين وما لنا لنؤمن بالحق وما جاءنا من الحق ونطمع أن يدخلنا ربنا مع القوم الصالحين فأتاهم فأثابهم الله بما قالوا جنات تجري من تحتها الأنهار خالدين فيها وذلك جزاء المحسنين. Those poor people at the time of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم whom Allah is addressing here, he says to Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم, O Muhammad, 
when they hear that which is revealed to you, you see their eyes are filled with, with tears. For they know this is the truth. They say, we believe in it. O oh Allah, writeth among those who witness this truth to be revealed. And why shouldn't we believe in the truth? And that which has come to us from the truth Allah Almighty God. For we hope that he will allow us to enter with the righteous people into the garden. Allah said because of their humility. Allah has given them a great reward. Gardens from beneath rivers run. They will dwell in it forever. And this is the reward of those people who do good. This is verse number one. Verse number two in Surah Al-An'am 52. وَلَا تَطْرِدِ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ بِالْغَدَاتِ وَالْعِشِيِّ يُرِيدُونَ وَجْهَهُ مَا عَلَيْكَ مِنْ حِسَابِهِمْ مِنْ شَيْءٍ وَمَا مِنْ حِسَابِكَ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنْ شَيْءٍ O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Don't turn away those who come to remember Allah and call upon him early morning and early evening in the mosque wanting only his face. You are not to judge them Neither they should judge you. You are not responsible for them. Neither they are responsible for you. Verse number 3 in Surah Al-Kahf. Verse number 28. وَاذْبِرْ نَفْسَكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ بِالْغَدَاتِ وَالْعَشِيِّ يُرِيدُونَ وَجْهَا وَلَا تَعْدُ عَيْنَاكَ عَنْهُمْ تُرِيدُ ذِنَةَ الْحَيَةَ الدُّنْيَا And O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, be patient with those who come to your mosque calling upon Allah their Lord early morning and early evening, wanting nothing but his pleasure. Do not take their, your eyes away from them, wanting the glitter of this world. Now, if you notice, in the three verses, Allah is speaking about people who hear the Quran, which Allah called the truth, coming from him the truth, to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the messenger who brought the truth. And when they hear it, they cry. Because they know it is the truth. Their hearts are there, filled with truth. And they come to the mosque anxious to do one thing, to remember Allah. The mosque is only built for the remembrance of Allah. Indeed, the mosques are only for Allah. Do not invoke or remember or say or mention any other but Allah. Rasulullah said, if somebody comes to you who have parked his camel outside and suddenly he goes and his camel is gone, Entering the mosque, asking you, have you seen my camel? Say, may Allah never make you find it. Because, did you park it in the mosque? You parked it outside. How do we know? This is shaitan bringing other people in the streets. So, and then he told him to be patient with them. Now, Allah said in the Quran, all you who believe, remember Allah a lot. For as much as you can. And glorify him early morning and early evening. And in another verse, Allah says, in houses, Allah has given permission that they will be raised. There are men who will always remember Allah. No business, no merchandise will occupy them. So those poor people of Mecca and Medina, whom later on they were called Ahl al-Sufa, they come to the mosque only to remember Allah. Many of them were slaves. Many of them were people who were snatched away from their families and abused through the wars. Many of them have no understanding of the life that we live until Sayyidina Muhammad came and gave them the meaning of life. And one of those people is Bilal radiallahu ta'ala. And Bilal was snatched from his people who are called the Habasha. That's why we call him Bilal al-Habashi. And al-Habasha is a, like a group of people, a tribe. They live in the east of Sudan, in Ethiopia today, and in part of Eritrea. And into the north of Sudan and Egypt, they live the main black tribe which called the Nuba, or the Nubians, from which the African pharaohs or the kings were there. In fact, mainly in a place called Wadi Halfa, whereby there were about 3,000 pyramids. There are only three in Cairo, but there are 3,000 in North Sudan. The Prophet said, if there are any noble people, they will be those people. And they're very, no, they're very honest people. If you enter any palace in the Middle East where women are looked after and money, they will be one of those men looking after it. They don't trust anybody else because they are absolutely trustworthy. And the area from the coast of East Africa where Eritrea, 
okay, Ethiopia, Somalia, Sudan, and Egypt, up to West Africa is called a Sudan. A Sudan from Aswad, which means dark. And by the way, your father Adam, my father Adam, he was made of clay and put into the fire like a pottery shape. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called him Adam from the Adumah. And the Adumah meaning the darkness. And it is said, Adam was dark in his color. And by the way, whether people like it or not, Adam was the first man in Africa. Hmm. We don't need anybody to prove it. The Prophet ﷺ and the Quran proves this for us. That where he was. Majma' al-Bahrain. The link of the two rivers. When Rasulullah went to Mi'raj, he said, the Nile is from the heaven. It's where they were. Anyway, this is proven by Rasulullah ﷺ in the hadith he quoted. When he became the messenger, although he had the best reputation before Islam declared, those who were oppressing people, who were slavering people, who were abusing people, who were following their desires, their egos, and shaitan, did not like his message. They like the man Muhammad, but they don't like the message of Muhammad Yet those poor people, they used to cry when they hear it. And therefore, when the damage was done to those poor people, Rasulullah gathered them and said to them, I'm advising you, leave this land. Where did he send them? To East Arabia? To South Arabia? Where? He sent them across the sea to the land of those who are dark. Listen what he said. قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لو خرجتم إلى أرض الحبشة Oh my companions, oh my brothers, I see you suffering before me but I cannot raise a finger to do anything because you will be destroyed. We are not ready for them. But if you only leave your land and cross the sea and go to the land of the people who call themselves the Habash, for indeed, in it there is a king, no one will be wrong in his presence. And it is the land of the truth. Allah will find you an opening from that which you are serving or receiving from those people in Mecca. He didn't want them to suffer, so he said, go there. Now I would like you to underline Ardu Sidrin, a land of the truth. Why did he did not say, okay, people of the truth? He said, a land of the truth. That's the blessed land. Whereby he said to them, if you go there and live in that land, I can assure you, your faith will be preserved. You will be able to live in peace to preserve your peace. And wallahi, our example as Muslim living in this land, not any other country in England especially, is the best example to them then. A lot of us come from land. If you are North African, you would not be able in Tunisia just a few months or a few years ago to worship or to do this there. Even to go and pray your five daily prayers in the mosque. If you are from Syria like my brother, you will be roasted in an oven somewhere if you do not keep away from the mosque and the gathering and whatever. Even if you are in Saudi Arabia, in Mecca and Medina, you have no freedom to do whatever you want to do like this without their permission. And therefore, most of us migrated and came to this, this land and we can worship Allah freely. So we need to thank Allah because that which we were in there, the oppression we used to have, has been removed and here we have the freedom. So we need to respect those people for opening their doors, for allowing us to live here, to work here, to educate our children, to be given the chance to live in peace, to have the freedom Allah has given to every individual human being. The second hadith, he said, Sudan. Oh my companion, go to the land of those people whom you look down at and you call them the blacks. Today, in America, my brother is from America, if you are black, although America is the land of the free, I don't know why they didn't see that freedom to be given to those people who are dark. Do you know until the 60s, am I right or not? Until the 60s, they ride their own buses, they eat in their own restaurants. I can't believe it. With what tongue are they speaking to say that this is the land of the free? There was no freedom for millions. And I don't see it still today. Am I right or wrong? This is the truth. And I will say it to the highest of them. Yes, maybe the American leader, is, his color has changed today. But believe me, a lot of them, they are not happy with it. But they have to go with the system. It is so sad that we look at the appearance, not the essence inside. Where all the messengers 
fulfilling the message by Muhammad sallallahu alaihi he says I was only sent to complete the best of behavior in mankind he didn't bring the best behavior he came to complete it he said Allah indeed does not look at your shapes and figures however he looks into your hearts and your actions we judge each other how tall how fat how skinny how slim how smart how clever how strong how beautiful how handsome how sad i say how sad we're not supposed to do that even or even us we spend how long we spend in the mirror you see a lot of the African like me, we don't have a lot of hair, but we spend a lot of time trying to make it good. <laughs> a lot of us who are dark, spending a lot of time trying to make yourself paler. What for? A lot of the white ones trying to make themselves darker. <laughs> and many of us look into the mirror and think, I'm not happy with my nose. I'm not happy with my chin. My cheekbones are a little bit big. Astaghfirullah All these things have no value. For the teaching of Muhammad sallallahu when he's looking into the mirror, Oh Allah, perfect my character as you have perfected my creation. So he said to them, Take the land of those people whom in our land here are oppressed and shunned and look down at. Go to their land. Why? Ya Rasulullah, you are asking them to go to that land. Where there are people in your land are being oppressed because of their color or their race. For indeed, three of their men will be the masters of paradise. And all the companions were looking from those people. He said, Yes. Lughman al Hakim. Lughman the wise man. Allah named surahs after things for their greatness. Lughman as a wise man. He's the only wise man a surah is named after him. He was black. He was a noble man. The companion asked him, Ya Rasulullah, he was black? Because most of the black people in their character, in their creation, sorry, يعني, their nose is a little bit sometimes like that. وأفطف, يعني, his nose like He said, yes. Whether you like it or not, he is. But Allah gave him the choice. The malaki came to him and said to him, Luqman Allah is giving you a choice to be given prophethood or wisdom. He put his head down and thought for a bit. Prophethood is a responsibility. Wisdom, the door of knowledge. I want to be given wisdom to show you how wise he was. Although today, if you are being given the chance, you want to rule. Even the brothers who want to rule by Islam, when they get to the chair, they fight over it. In Sudan, they took their sheikh and put him in prison. What kind of Think about it. What kind of life is this? Okay? Number two, An-Najashi, the Negus. He says, in it, there is a king, nobody will be wronged in his prison. That is An-Najashi. He's a good man. Today, Africa is being bestowed by people who are... <laughs> if you go to them, they wrong you. Astaghfirullah. <laughs> he was one of the slaves of Mecca. Bilal is there. Now, who is this Bilal? Who was living with the Prophet ﷺ? What is his story? And why is the Prophet ﷺ is praising him so much? I want you, when you leave me tonight, to think of this man, and not just to learn the story of Bilal, but to take a lesson out of his life. Because Allah said in the Quran, We relate to you, O Muhammad, the best of the stories in that which we are revealing to you. وَإِنَّهُ لَعِبْرَةٌ For indeed, in it there is a lesson. فَاعْتَبِرُوا يَا أُولِي الْأَبْصَارِ Take a lesson, O you who have a sight. وَعَلَيْكُمُ السَّلَامُ فَإِنَّهَا لَا تَعْمَلْ أَبْصَارِ It's not the eyes that are blinded. إِنَّمَا تَعْمَلْ قُلُوبَ الَّتِي هِي فَالصُدُورِ For indeed, the heart that are in the chest. The CPU. Computer language, yeah? Yeah? You've got a CPU. You call it CPU. This is inside the, you're a computer man. It's a heart. Either you have one or you don't have one. Your eyes could be blind, but your heart, if it is blind, you're lost. So, Bilal, not a lot is said about him. His story can go in 30 seconds. 
he was a noble African Habashi man living in a lush land full of water, beautiful surrounding, everything he can wish for, snatched by people who meant nothing but trouble for him, taking him to a new land where there is nothing there. Land, there is not even a plant in it. Hush and miserable. The water that he used to enjoy, he will not be even allowed to drink. To drink, he has to seek permission from a free man to slavery whereby he did not ask for. But the noble character he came with, he stayed with. Abu Bakr Sadiq who relate that whenever he used to see him, he used to look up to him because he used to see good character in the man. And when Islam arrived, one day he saw him in the street, he rushed to him. Bilal, Bilal, Bilal was rushing to just to serve his master. Then he turned to him. And he said to him, Good news. Yeah, Bilal. Good news. Bilal turned to him and said to him, And what is the good news, O oh, Abu Bakr? He said, Nabaunhan. Very, very important news. The Prophet of this nation has arrived. What did Bilal do? I'm running to my master. I want to go and see my master. And it's take permission. He said, take me to him. Because he knows the truth. The Prophet said, it is the land of the truth. A worker used to say, this man was well-mannered. He's a slave. But like in America, a lot of the slaves in America, they were more educated than their masters. Wallah. There was one of them living in Washington. He wrote a lot of books. His master left him his house. And this and that. One of the great African men, he used to know the Quran by heart, as I was told. And he came and wrote it all by heart. You see? Just read it from his memory. They were masters in their family. They came and took them by force and made them into nothing. But Allah will for them because in the day of judgment they have got a higher place to be in. He went with him to the Prophet and the very thing, before the Prophet said to him anything, he said, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. That's why the Prophet loved him and took him close to him. Not just that. When he was in Mecca and he was being tortured by the man who used to own him, a very evil man, a man who wanted nothing for him but troubles. He always used to mistreat him for any little thing that he does. Umayya ibn Khalaf. Umayya ibn Khalaf. The man who used to own him. Abu Bakr Siddiq did his best, but he couldn't get him from him. Because he had the money to buy him, but that man doesn't want, just want to put him down. The Prophet went for Mi'raj, he went to the heavens, he came back, he called Bilal, come here Bilal. Yes, and he always sits with humility. Bilal, tell me one thing. What do you do that I have not taught you in this religion of ours? He said, nothing I can think of. But one thing, Ya Rasulullah, come to my mind. That I remember when I was in my land. I was free. I can do anything I want. I came to this land, even if I want to drink, I need to seek permission. But you gave me la ilaha illallah and since that day you have commanded me to wash every time I need to pray so by Allah Almighty God whenever I wash in any hour in the day or the night I stand to pray to thank Allah so the sunnah of wudu why not start with the prophet started with Bilal he said ya Bilal I did not ask you to tell you stop what you are doing but by Allah Almighty God when Jibreel was telling me this is paradise before I entered it in Mi'raj, I could hear a footstep. I asked, who is in paradise before me? Did one of your companions, who? Bilal. I came to ask you. It's not a joke. The man is a true man. His humility and his love to the truth and his standing with the truth can be seen in that which he did when he was tortured. Whatever they did to him, he will say, I will never leave the position of the unity of Allah. I am with Allah, the one. When they came to Medina, and in fact, this one is reported in a hadith, if people want to look into it, they can find it. 
حديث متفق عليه you can find it in a lot of narrations بخاري مسلم قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لبلال لما سنة صلى الله عليه وسلم ست بلال يا بلال أو بلال حدثني بأرجع عمل عملته في الإسلام tell me or inform me or relate to me the best action that you have done in this religion of ours الإسلام فإني سمعت دفن عليك بين يدي في الجنة for indeed I have heard the sound of your shoes before me in paradise قال he said ما عملت عملا أرجع عندي I did not do anything better that I can think of من أني لم أطهر that I will never wash to make wudu طهورا في ساعة من الليل الأنهار in any hour in the night or the day إلا صليت بذلك الطهور only that I will pray with this okay washing ما كتب لي ما كتب لي أن أصلي as much as Allah will allow me to pray we only pray to رجعات سنة الوضوء he prayed that many as he can look how grateful he is If he's energetic enough, he could pray a hundred ragaat. But we can't, even the two, we don't find it difficult. This is a lesson for us. When Allah gives you something, don't say, oh, thank you, Allah. Allah said to Dawood and Sulaiman, I'malu ala Dawooda, shukra. Oh, family of Dawood, don't just say to me, alhamdulillah. Do something. If Allah gives you money, give from it. Don't say, oh, thank you for a certain pound. And a poor man comes to you and says, Sorry, I haven't got change. <laughs> he didn't say to you, I'm sorry, I haven't got a change. He gave you. Give from it. And therefore, the best thing to do, Rasulullah he fasted every Monday when he went out by the companion. Why do you fast every Monday? A day I was born. When I came to Islamiyah, a child came to me and said, Is it permissible that we celebrate our birthday? I Why? Some children who do some bid'as, they bring a sweet to divide in the class to us. They say, this is for my birthday. I said to him, well, if you want me to tell you the truth, he said, of course I'm asking you, you are the imam. I said, well, I'll tell you the truth. Yes, we can tell you the birthday. Astaghfirullah. How could you say that? I said, well, I'm not telling you for myself. I don't celebrate my birthday. I wish I can. But the Prophet used to. How could you say that? I said, yes, the Prophet can. Where? I said, Imam Muhammad Musnad. The Prophet said, I fast Monday because of the day I was born. What about the sweet? I said to him, well, that's a very good gift. Because the Prophet said, gift one another, you love one another. When he is giving you, tell him to give me a word. Send him to me. I don't mind having chocolates. <laughs> so people don't know that. This is a, an important thing in Islam that we should give. We should never, يعني, giving, celebrating, so... The Prophet ﷺ was an example in that kind of thing. Alright? So this is something that you need to do. When they came to Medina, Rasulullah ﷺ saw the Jews, every time they call for their prayer, they use the horn. And they make a sound and people come. He felt like doing it for the Salah. Then he said, no. They say, I copied them. Then he heard the Christian ringing their bells. He said to the companion, I think maybe you can use the bell. Then he said, no. And he never did anything without consulting the companion. And consult them in any affair you want to do, Ya Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. A companion with him went to sleep. And he dreamt. In his dream, he saw a man wearing two garments that are green. And this companion, Abdullah ibn Zayd, his name Abdullah ibn Zayd, he So the man selling a bell. Who will buy this bell from me? Who will buy? He remembered the Prophet wanted to do something for that. He ran to him because he wanted to give it to the Prophet. Excuse me, could you please sell it to me? What do you want it for? I want to give it to the Prophet because he wants to use it to call us for the prayer. He said, it's not good. Why? I'm telling you it's not good. Can I tell you something better than that? What is better than that? Is to say, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. <coughs> Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Ashadu an la ilaha illallah, Ashadu an la ilaha illallah, Ashadu anna Muhammad al-Rasulullah, Ashadu anna Muhammad al-Rasulullah, Hayya ala al-Salah, Hayya ala al-Salah, Hayya ala al-Falah, Hayya ala al-Falah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallah. The man woke up, rushed to the Prophet ﷺ, he was sitting with the companion discussing the same thing, he said, Ya Rasulullah, I just saw a dream. Relate your dream. And when he related the dream, he said, Brilliant. 
But can I tell you one thing? I would like you to go and relate this dream to Bilal and teach him those words and let him do the other, not yourself, for his voice is better than your voice. Mm-hmm. Imam Malik rahmatullahi alayhi says, in our masjid, if your voice is no good, don't dare come and do azan. Uh-huh. You will discourage people to come to the salah. <laughs> so in Islam, if you have no voice, sit down, please. <laughs> if you want to make azan, make it in your bedroom, not for us. If you want to read the Quran, read it for yourself. It's not shame. Some people have got horrible voices, and they are, what's this? And people say, no, it's good, let him do it. He can want reward. Not, I don't want. He can get his reward from Allah. Allah didn't give him a voice. Luqman al-Hakim said to his son, inna ankar al-aswati, to talk to al-Hamir. You are trying to be merciful by making people close their ears. You know, all this music people play, and all the things that people do, it comes from the spiritual rhythm of the remembrance of Allah. What we try to do in the dhikr here is nothing. The malaika make the best music. All the music of the dunya is copied by the jinn and taught to man to match the music there. But they take it the wrong way. By abusing themselves through drugs and alcohol and abusing themselves sexually and doing all those haram things. Yet it's supposed to lift you spiritually. However, for the hippie, take, a, take something. You can go high. Huh? Not just high, 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 high. <laughs> but music and dhikr is the most important thing. Human beings should think about it because it's important. Okay? I will relate to you this hadith okay? by Abdullah ibn Zayd. He said to him, Get up with Bilal. Relate to him. Say to him. What you have seen in your dream. But he should do the azam. To confirm. Not you. Don't think because I saw the dream. Because we are always jealous. I want to do it. He should make the azam. For he has more beautiful voice than you. This is reported by Abu Dawood and Tirmidhi. Don't tell me they are not sahih. Only Bukhari. <laughs> sahih. So I'm giving you permission. If a brother wants to do azan, and his voice is no good, tell him, brother, please. Be merciful. <laughs> Be merciful. Have mercy on us, please. Even Quran. Rasulullah sallam, the messenger who received the Quran, when he used to listen to a companion reciting the Quran, he used to hide behind them to listen to them. When they realized he's there, they keep quiet. Please carry on. But I can't read it and it is revealed on you. No, read it. Your voice is better. This is the messenger of Islam. Look at the adab. Look at the respect. So, this will take me to give you something important. The Prophet said in a hadith, Perhaps somebody who is not clean-shaven or tidy or wearing nice smart clothes, because all of us are taken by the appearance. The Hollywood stars, the Bollywood stars, the Nollywood stars, and whatever stars, they are all like peacocks. <laughs> and we are like stupid beings. Wow. We want to be like them. We take them not like examplers. We take them like idols. We carry their pictures. We hang their pictures. We want their signatures. We look up to them. We pay money. We run behind them. <coughs> For what? For nothing. But fulfilling the inner desire of our nafs, not knowing that this is the worst of enemies we have. The worst of your enemies, your own nafs that is between your two sides. So perhaps that one whom you do not value, how many times you see somebody who's rugged looking, people run to, oh, hello, mashallah, welcome. They run to the rich. They run to the people, a footballer, a music star, a rich man, a politician, everybody wants to. But believe me, if a man who is so pious, like Khidr walks in, people will neglect him. Nobody will go to him. Perhaps somebody who has no value in your eyes, if he said to Allah, oh Allah, do this, Allah will do it for him. Immediately, without fail. And we sit there, 
praying for century. Nothing happened. And then we say, oh, Allah is not giving me. Astaghfirullah, you stupid man. Allah is giving you, but you don't know what Allah has given you. Allah is taking away your trouble. Allah is taking away the punishment on the day of judgment because you have got no good to show for. He's putting this for you for the hereafter. Allah is removing an obstacle in your path. But Allah accepts the dua. For he says, Ad'uni astajib lakum. Call me, I will give you. I believe in that. I never pray and I say, Allah did not give me. Allah always give me. If he didn't give me exactly what I asked for, I know he has taken something else for me. You don't know what's coming in your way and Allah has taken away. You don't know what shortcoming you are going to have and Allah is putting this dua to fulfill for you. You don't know whether you are going to have good deeds in the day of judgment or not. Maybe Allah is storing this for you. So pray from your heart. Pray at the time of ease, you will find it at the time of difficulty. Pray when you are strong, you will find it when you are weak. Pray when you are healthy, you will find it when you are sick. Pray when you are young, you will find it when you are old. But don't pray when you only need Allah. Allah said in the Quran, Allah ala harfin. There are those who will only worship me at the time of need. That means they will only pray for me. Oh Allah, please, I want to pass my exam. Oh Allah, please, exam. Exam is done, forget about Allah. Oh Allah, please, this wind is destroying my house. Take it away. The house is safe, forget about Allah. As Allah said in the Quran, you see them in the ship in the ocean. And when the waves are high, and they're about to drown, they say, if there is Allah there, save us. The ones, okay, once they are saved, they forget who Allah is. So please, don't do it. What do we learn from this Bilal? In this occasion of Christmas. I'm saying this because of Christmas. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Some people don't like me saying that, but I like Christmas. Christmas because we remember Isa, He's the man of humility. He's the man of absolute humility. A man whom Allah has given him the highest honor to be Ruh Allah. Okay? He is completing the miracle of miracles. A man who was created without parents, Adam alayhi salam. A woman who was created without a mother, Hawa alayhi salam. And a man who was created without a father, Isa alayhi salam. This is a circle of creation of miracle of Allah. What an honor for Isa alayhi salam. Okay? Bilal reminds us of that humility. Number one, of his qualities, of seven qualities he has, he is the muwahid. He is the true believer in Allah. He is the man who is pure in his face to Allah. Yet, when they were about to destroy him, rather than hiding his face and saying what they want, he was just saying, Ahad, Ahad. If he died, he dies to go straight away. Allah will take his soul. Okay? Number two, he is the muadzin of Rasulullah, the caller of the adhan. And if you read the ahadith that are written about the Mu'addin, there is too many of them, I cannot quote them, but one of them, the only man beside the Prophet and the righteous people who will come covered in the Day of Judgment, dressed in the Mu'addin. And Bilal will be their leader. And he is the master of paradise, inshallah. He's already there before the Day of Judgment. Okay? Number three, he has brought the sunnah of the wudu of the Adam. Imagine every time a man or a woman make wudu and pray two rak'at or four rak'at, they get their reward and their reward of this salah will go to Bilal. What a beautiful business. Tijaratan, lantabura, business that will never go at loss. Pyramid business. <laughs> Number four, he was a dhakr. He's a man who does a lot of dhikr. Not like us today carrying our bead. We do 200, 300, six. Oh, I do a lot of dhikr, Sheikh. How much do you do? Three tasbih every day. <laughs> If I give you 300 pounds, is it too much? If I give you 3,000 pounds, is it too much? In America, if somebody has got 10,000 pounds, is he rich? No. Today, if you have got a million or two, you are not rich. People want to be billionaires. <laughs> Allah said, Oh, you who believe, remember Allah a lot. But when it comes to eating, he didn't say eat a lot. <laughs> we eat a lot, but he said, okay, وَلَا تُسْرِفُوا do not overindulge. We always say, oh, alhamdulillah, sunnah. <laughs> sunnah. Luqaymat. Few mouthful. Okay. By the way, sunnah is not filling a third of the stomach. Don't you ever say that. The sunnah is few mouthful. Hasbul mar'i luqaymat. The sunnah is luqaymat. Fa'in kana labud. But if it is not possible, luqaymat, I'm not going to keep you standing on your feet, then fill the third. A third for water and a third for breathing. But a lot of people say, oh, a third for the sunnah. 
But mashallah, I can't take to fear. And Allah ghafurur, Allah is forgiving him. Allah hadina hadik. He was one of the men of the mosque Allah prayed in the Quran. Okay, he was one of the most because he's always in the most. And he was the person from the people who Allah called him in the Quran, Ahlus Salah. Because he was always praying. Always. There is a hadith of Rasulullah said, Allah. For Allah, there are men when they are seen, Allah is remembered. When you see Bilal, you remember Allah. Because you see him praying. Muhammadun Rasulullah Walladina Ma'ahu Ashidaw al Kufari Ruhama Ubainahum Tarahum Rukaan Sujada Muhammad Sallam and those who are with him they are merciful towards one another. But when they are fighting in the battlefield, they don't run away, they are not covered, they will defend themselves, their honor and their deen. However, their sign you will always see them prostrating and making ruhu, not gossiping and chit chatting. And the last he is one of the masters of paradise. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fulfill us and give us tawfiq to understand and appreciate that the poorest of the people of the land are the best of people. They will enter in the day of judgment to paradise 500 years before the rich. For they have nothing to declare. And if you have a pound that you have earned, you have to wait in the queue. Abdurrahman ibn Awf, one of the richest companions, who one of the best in supporting Rasulullah when he heard this hadith from the Prophet he said to me, Rasulullah, even me? He said, even you. Why? He said, because you need to declare. You will go through, but you have to wait in the queue. Like in the airport, you are carrying things to declare, you have to go, you have to wait. They have to open your bag, you have to take it out, they have to fill forms, whether you pay tax or not, that's something else. But you have to declare. But if you have got nothing, you just push your, you go through, be poor. كان رسول الله يحب الفقراء والمساكين. He صلى الله عليه وسلم used to love the poor and the needy. يمشي معهم. He used to walk with them. ويجلس في مجالسهم. He used to sit with them. ويأكل معهم. And he used to eat with them. How many times a poor person invites us? We say لبيك. When a rich person invites, we run. Because we're going to have a meal that is beautiful. May Allah fulfill us to see the truth. May Allah allow us to be from the people of the truth. May Allah give us tawfiq to be among those who read the word of the truth. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to always follow the example of such men like Ahlul Sufa, the Prophet has chosen, and Bilal ibn Rabah, Ya Rabbil Alameen. I ask Allah for the people of this land as they open their land for us to work, to be employed in this land, to be given medicine, to be given education, and our children, may Allah give them tawfiq to come to Iman. May Allah fulfill them to become Muslims. May Allah in this occasion of their remove them from the haram to the halal. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by the grace of Isa alayhi salam, that they will be fulfilled in being the best of the people, inshaAllah. Allah said in the Quran, among the Christians there are those who are called gissisin, or people who lead them in their prayers, in their churches or their synagogues. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as he has given them mercy, allow this mercy to be a guidance for them from the hell to the heaven, ya Rabbil Alameen. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give them success in this world and in the hereafter. Amin. Amin. And we'll pray for Surya, inshallah. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, anybody who have a family who is not a Muslim or friend or colleagues, may Allah guide them to Islam. And above all, may Allah give us tawfiq to do the best in interaction with them so that they can see the example of the Prophet in us and to become Muslims. The people of Syria, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala baddil ahwalahum ila ahsani hal. May Allah exchange their life to a better life. May Allah remove the evil that is over them. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remove all the evil men from their land. And may Allah give them success to be ruled by that which will please Allah. Allah Rabbi Baddil Ahwalahum ila ahsani hal. Walillahumma umurahum khiyarahum. Walat walli umurahum shirarahum. I ask Allah for all the poor people in the world. For all the needy people in the world, for all the sick people in the world, for all those who are asking for prayers, may Allah guide them, strengthen them, give them shifa, give them afiyah. Anybody who asks you to pray for them, may Allah give them tawfiq and success, whatever they want in this world and in the hereafter. May Allah give us that which we can have in our heart to make us closest to the Prophet I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for anybody here who have anything. Whoever is seeking a job, may Allah give them a job. Whoever is seeking success in their business, their education, their marriage life, the raising of the children, may Allah give them. Amen. Those who are not married, may Allah give them marriage. Amen. 
those who are married and having difficulty, may Allah remove their difficulties. Amen. Those who want children, may Allah give them children. Amen. Those who have children, may Allah raise them to be the best of children. Amen. And may Allah make us examples for others. الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين اياك نعبد اياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين انعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين امين ميري كريسماس طبيبو ثينك باي سيينغ ميري كريسماس يو ار سيينغ حرام رونغ طبيبو سي اف يو جيف ا كريسماس كارد از حرام رونغ طبيبو سي اف ا كريستيان انفايت يو اوكي تو ايت فروم ذير تركي از حرام رونغ سم بيبول سي يعني appreciating what they do or thinking that is good for them is wrong. No. The Christian or the Christian, the same Christian at the time of the Prophet, the Christian of today. For them is their religion, for us is our religion. We come from the same line of prophethood. Alhamdulillah. We give Eid card, they give Christmas card. They say, Merry Christmas, what a happy occasion for Mary when Isa was born. What a happy occasion for us Isa was born. You know why? Because Isa brought the news of Muhammad. And I will give the good tidings, all my people, about a prophet who will come after me. His name is Ahmed. The praised one. A man who brought me the news of my prophet, he's over my head. If I don't believe in him, I don't believe in Allah. La ilaha illallah. Isa Rasulullah. Isa Ruhullah. Isa. Is the one who brought the best news of Allah that Muhammad Sallam is coming, inshallah. And he will come back again. And what he is going to be following? Muhammad Rasulullah. So please let us remove all these misunderstandings and let us be good. Huh? And by the way, I tell you a good secret. Once upon a time, somebody asked me, said to me, My mother passed away. I am a leader in the community. I go to all, he's a convert Muslim, by the way. I go to all the Muslims at the time of their difficulty, the time of their happiness. I go with them to their mosque, to their funerals, to their marriages. When my mother died, nobody came to me. Only one man came to me and he was quick and he rushed in haste. And I realized because my mother was not a Muslim. And the earth became too small and I didn't know what to do. So it was a holiday. He rang. By chance I was in the school. I picked the telephone up. He was shocked. He said, I didn't know you were in the school. I just rang. I don't know what made me ring. I said, what is it? He said, my mother passed away. So I talked to him nicely. He said, I don't know what to do. I said, what do you mean what to do? It's your mother. Go there. Make sure she is shrouded properly. Make sure that she is buried properly. But they go to the church and I said, go and give a talk and read from the Quran. What shall I read? From Surah Al-Baqarah, I said to him, read. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ولنبلونكم بشيء من الخوف والجوع ونقص في الأموال والأنفث والثمرات أو نقص من الأموال والأنفث والثمرات وبشر الصابرين الذين إذا ضبطوا مصيبة قالوا إن لله وإن إليه راجعون أولئك عليهم صلوات من ربهم ورحمة وأولئك هم المهتدون أستطيعهم رصائد those verses indeed we will test you with some fear and a reduction in your wealth okay and in your persons those whom you love they will, will take them away by death and in your earning and your belongings will take them away from you or destroy them okay However, give the good tidings to those who will act with patience and remember everything they have is from Allah. And therefore they will say, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raj'oon. We are from Allah and to him we will once be returned. If they say so, okay, Allah will make salawat for them. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. It's not only for Muhammad sallam. Allah can make salawat for you if you act with patience at the time of difficulty in your life. Those will have salawat from their Lord and a mercy, and they are the guided one. We only hear in when somebody dies. If any calamity comes your way, any difficulty, repeat in Keep repeating it. Allah is with you then. 
I said this to this man. He was very happy. Few weeks later, he rang me. He said to me, I want to tell you one thing. I'm so grateful. I went and I stood with my brothers and I did what you told me to do and I read. It touched them all. And they felt so happy that I came because they, they didn't think I would come. But thank you for telling me what I did. I said to him, of course. If you cannot stand with your mother who carried you for nine months and was giving you to this world in difficulty when she gave birth to you and she raised you until now she was worried about you and questioning you. What kind of a person you are? Obedience to Allah is through the obedience of the parents. So if your parents are alive, serve your parents. If your parents are not Muslim, go to them and serve them more than Muslim parents. Because you need to show them the best of examples. Be with them. Help them. Support them. Guide them. They need your guidance and your help. Allah has guided you. Okay? Guide them. Not by telling them off, but by being good to them. And Allah will serve you, inshallah, and give you tawfiq and success. We need to do the good, please. This land, there is a lot of good in it. But we can never benefit from the good here unless we are honest with ourselves. Yeah? Dr. Khalid, how are you? Amin, Rabbani Krimak. Dr. Khalid is from Syria. May Allah bring goodness to Syria, inshallah. Yeah. How are you? I hope we are not, you are not tired from our dhikr. This is. When? I mean, I mean years, many years ago, Allah. and we were in the same situation. Yeah. What do we do? And of course, no one had the wisdom to say anything to us. Like, you, know, you can't pray, you can't do anything. No. You can't just, just, no. just leave her. You just leave her. No, no. Um, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna tell you one thing, Sidi. A little girl came to me in the school, crying. She said to me, "My grandmother died." And uh, I wanted to ask you to pray for her. All the children come to me and say, pray for my grandma. So I always do dua. And the girl said to me, you can't ask the sheikh, she's a kafira. You cannot pray for her. She was crying. I held her, held her head, prayed for her, wiped her tears. I said, do you know something? I'm going to pray for her. Really? I said, of course I'm going to pray for her. But they said, not Allah. I said, who says so? Are they the teachers? Are they the sheikh here? Which of them have a beard? Just to make her laugh. She started laughing. I have a beard, so they call me Sheikh, but not really Sheikh, milk Sheikh. What flavor do you like? Just joking. And then went to the mosque, and I prayed for her grandmother. And then I got up and I said a few words to the children. I said, nobody is better than the prophets. And we learn from them. Isa alayhi salam. And this is for all of you, or for all of us. If somebody is not Muslim, you want to pray for them, you can use this prayer. It's the prayer of Isa. Allah will say to him in the Quran, Did you and your mother say to the people, your people, take me as gods beside Allah? He will say to Allah, if I said, you will be aware of it. However, if you punish them, they are your servant. You can do whatever you want to them. But if you show them mercy, my Lord, you are the most merciful, most forgiving. At that moment, he didn't say, curse them. Kuffar, mala'in, put them in the hellfire. Jibreel, help. <laughs> it's what we do. Everybody who come outside the court, I didn't get justice. What did you get? Only two years. He should get seven years. We always want punishment. Although in Islam, Allah always give in the orf of Islam, you should make up. Even in the Western court, they always say go to before the judgment. What, what the judge will tell you? Anybody knows? Arbitration. arbitration. <coughs> huh? Did you hear about arbitration? Yeah, you need to go to arbitration because yeah, let me make peace first. Islam always says that. Before you come to a judge to judge you, sit down together, sort out your problem. The only winner is the lawyer. Allah. I learned in this country once. I was fighting a big case. Uh, not me alone. Many, many. We used to have shops in Oxford Street, in a shopping center called Oxford Walk, if you remember, Umdurman stores. About 45 shops. And these lawyers came in, and it's a big case with a man called Mr. Walk, one of those big 
كرافتي مان استغفر الله العظيم and and we said okay and we thought everybody will get his money back we spent a lot of money making our show and we gained a lot of money from the court but two third of it went to the lawyer <laughs> nonsense if we sat with him and made a case at least we could have got half much better as they say in arabic al-mal tiltu wala katiltu al-mal tiltu the arabic people very clever say it's better to get a third of your wealth rather than losing all of it. Make peace and get some of it rather than losing it. So inshallah, may Allah bless. So if anybody you know, if you go back today, tomorrow is Christmas, any Christian person you see, say Merry Christmas. I am responsible. Make them happy. Because when you say Merry Christmas, what are you saying? Happy. Day, rejoicing day for the birth of Ruhullah Isa Aren't you happy Isa was born? I am happy. I'm happy. I'm happy, inshallah. May Allah bless you. Anybody have a question before we let you go to sleep? Sorry, my brother. This is our timing. Almost. I'm on East Coast time. Listen, it's now early there. Allah. Come on, Assalamu alaikum, Sidi. How are you? You shall stand. MashaAllah. How are you? Come, come. Allah bless him. Allah bless him. نعم ابن عمي أول مرة السلام عليكم من مصر ما شاء الله من أي بلد أنت من مصر من أي مدينة مصر من مدينة المحل المحل الله المحل الكبرى الله شبرة والمحل الكبرى أنا وجه بتفرج ولا الحمد لله هوا يو هوا لونك هبي بيلي من هي الله وقبر تلتاعش سنة في إنفستي في لندن مزوج عندك أطفال كم عمرها؟ عنده ثلاث سنين. أولاً عنده ثلاث سنين. ما شاء الله الله يكرمه إن شاء الله يعلم من الصالحين. أبي أبي بين حضرة الذكر من قبل؟ لا دي أول مرة. I'm asking have you ever been to a dancing ذكر before? This is the first time. I hope you are not tired. Today we 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 did it a little bit shorter because we have an American guy with us. So we don't want to tire him. Takes a long time. In my mosque in Sudan, this is this is just. Very simple. We don't do the real zikr, the real hadra. They go from Jum'ah to Maqrib. They only stop for, for Asr. Yeah. Beautiful. It's hadra. Zikr, a lot of people, my brother, they say, oh, it should be done silently, it should not be done loudly. All this is nonsense. There are too many hadith of zikr. There is not one single hadith of zikr is silent. And the best hadith, okay? Hadith Qudsi from Allah. There's no da'if in it. No. Allah says, Whosoever remember me within himself, me silently, I will remember him silently within myself. And whosoever remember me in a congregation, I will remember him in a better congregation. So the best remembrance we do when we go to Hajj, Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik, and everybody's trying to do it louder, come on! Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik, Labbaik La Sharika Laka Labbaik, Inna Alhamda Wa Ni'mata Laka Wal Mulk, La Sharika Laka, Allahu Akbar. How beautiful. Shaitan runs away. And then in Eid. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. La ilaha illallah. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Walillahi. How beautiful is that? But then, the people who don't like love. Allahu Akbar. Sufi. Sufi. It's nonsense. What's Sufi? Dhikr is dhikr. In Bukhari. Bukhari. I'm going to tell you this. In Bukhari. Volume 1. Bukhari is the best book after the Quran. Volume 1. Chapter, the book of Dhikr after Salah. Hadith number 802 and Hadith number 803. Abdullah ibn Abbas, the Mufassir of the Quran, the cousin of Rasulullah Habrul Ummah, the scholar of the nation. Uh, the Prophet named him. He says, wherever I was going to the most of the Prophet, and I hear the chanting of the Dhikr loud, I know the Prophet prayer jama'ah is finished. That means after the Salah, they read loudly. I do this all the time. Everybody says to me, why do you read loudly? Well, you like it, you like it, you don't like it, leave it. I like to chant the name of Allah loudly. Allah said, there are those when the name of Allah is recited loudly, their hair will stand, their skin will shiver. Their heart and their skins will shiver. Okay? For the remembrance of Allah, because they hear it loudly. You can't say silently. I say, did you hear anything? 
Allah, you hear something. It makes you feel something. But he said, there are others, when the name of Allah is mentioned in their presence, their hearts are disgusted for it. Please, brother, keep it quiet. Why could I keep it quiet? I will not keep it quiet. I will make dhikr loud. You like it, you like it, you don't like it, you run away. Allah created me to remember him. Allah created me to remember him as loud. When the people make music, they don't say keep quiet. I had never heard somebody say, bus driver, put it down. They say, oh, let's put it up, please. <laughs> people sit down. <laughs> Nobody said this is wrong. When we do our name, the Prophet Malik, by the way, Muwatta Malik is the, the first book to be written of hadith and it's all of his sahih and hadith mutawatir. The golden chain, they call it. <coughs> Three names only. An Aisha, an Rasulullah, or Nafi, an Aisha, an Rasulullah, Nafi, an Abdullah ibn Umar, an Rasulullah. So there is three. Malik was told by a man called Nafi. He related the hadith. Nafi says, Aisha told me. Who told her? The Prophet. Nafi says, Abdullah ibn Umar ibn Khattab told me. Who told him? The Prophet said. There's no, there's no reason when a hadith is weak, it's not the words. Is the the chain, the person. I was once asking one of my mashaykh, I said to him, this man, they said, he might not be appropriate for the hadith. Why is he daif? Is he, what is wrong with him? That he has been seeing, walking, eating. <laughs> all of us are no good. <laughs> because we all <laughs> This man is seen walking in the street, eating. So he is not acceptable. Why? Because he might not have enough mercy in his heart. There are people who are hungry and he is eating. How many times? We sit in the bus. Good morning. <laughs> and the child, they hitting his mother. I want like what he has. <laughs> you have this one. No, I don't want this. I want this one. <laughs> don't shame me up. Mom, why are you doing this to me? You're preaching me. Have you heard that? So we don't eat in the buses, in the train. We don't eat in public. We don't. You should never do that, unless people are eating. And if you want to eat in public, invite people to eat with you. <coughs> yeah? So this is tradition of Rasulullah So we need to really be careful. We need to really be careful. We are living a tough time, difficult time. But to make it easy and to make it appropriate to live, we live it with ease. Live with everybody. Okay? Remember Allah a lot. Remember Allah in a nice way. Be nice to people. Share with them. Care for them. Tomorrow morning, Help people. If you didn't give your neighborhood a Christian a car, give them a car. Why not? Make them. Because and for your neighbor there is a right. Yeah? And if your neighbor suddenly felt good and says, we're having our Christmas dinner, this is some of the meat, don't say, no, no, astaghfirullah, I don't need it. Take it. Take it. Take it from me. Don't say no. Unless it is pork. Okay? You tell him, look, I would love to take it, but it is not allowed in my religion. I will give you alcohol. You say no. Because we do not go against our religion. Okay? Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha once was sitting in the house. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sometime for three months there is no fire to be seen in their house because they don't have meat to cook or whatever. And he came in and saw a shoulder of a goat. He said, oh Aisha, wow, today we have meat. Why don't you cook it? He said, Rasulullah, I was waiting for you to come because an muslim brought this to us. He said to her, Aisha, kuli wa kuli bismillah. Oh Aisha, just cook it and we will eat and say bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. This is my Prophet uh, This is my Prophet, making life easy. So all people whom you have a family, like my brothers here, you go tomorrow, your mother is taking you to your grandmother somewhere, or your uncle or auntie, and they're celebrating Christmas, and they put their knife. If it's nothing haram in it, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, you eat. Nothing wrong with it. I'm giving you that. Even if it's not cut properly in halal? If they're Christian or Jews, وَطَعَامُ أَهْلِ Allah says so. Allah didn't say how they kill it. If I go to the church and they're eating and they're inviting me as a Muslim and they put meat and they say this is Lam Sheikh, I'm not asking them where did you get it from. They're Christians. Are the Christians who lived with the Prophet وسلم, different than the Christian today? Allah said to them then, لا تقولوا ثلاثة انتهوا. Allah said to them then, you have rejected the pride path, you have diverted so you have retained, you became kuffar. But yet, he told Muhammad Sallam, eat their food. But today, my brothers marry their wives. The Sunnah become marry their wives. 
their daughters to make them wives. But we don't want to eat their food. We can. Really, don't make Islam difficult. Don't make Islam difficult. We make it so tough. Yes, I'm living in London. I have a lot of halal. I'm not going to buy from standard meat. I don't want to. Because standard is halal meat. I buy a halal. If there is no halal, I buy kosher. Believe me, it's better. The Jewish, sometimes the Jewish kosher is more halal than the halal we have. Because a lot of our Muslim brothers are cheats and liars. They buy the wrong meat that are supposed to be banned for us. Sometimes it smells. Go to Hackney. You smell it in the street. It makes me so angry. It makes me so angry. And they're sitting there. Sometimes they're selling alcohol and they're selling halal. Does it make sense? I'll go to a kosher man and buy from him. This is, this is cheating themselves, not Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we need to be careful. What are we saying? What are we doing? Who are we following? We are following Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How did Muhammad act? I will only follow Muhammad. I will not follow nobody. I lived my life for Muhammad. I will die for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He made Islam simple. We're making it so difficult. Some brothers, yani, subhanAllah, they say strange things. Strange things. They're sitting in the cafe in Edgewood Road, smoking their shisha, and they see you going and doing something which is halal to you. They say, brother, why are you doing this? Why are you sitting and smoking shisha, for goodness sake? Why are you sitting with the wrong people in the crowd? Just... The one who doesn't have it cannot give it. You're enjoying upon people to do right. And you read the book, you don't understand. We need to be careful. When we are giving, we should always give from what we practice. If we are not practicing it, we don't say it. Like Hassan al-Bisri in Bisra, in Iraq, one of the tabi'een, the slaves came to him. Hassan, we see you as a good man. You are always standing, speaking again of the Khalifa, saying the right things. Still there is slavery. Muhammad Sallam came to remove slavery. The sad thing, until today, you go to Saudi Arabia, there is slaves. There is slaves today. The sad thing, until today, if there is a black man, they call him a slave. It makes me feel so sad. And then they say, oh, Bilal is a good man. Bilal is a good man. Why are you doing what you are doing? You're getting the Filipinos and the Pakistanis and some of the Africans, treating them worse than slaves. Abusing them, beating them up, burning them with the ions and pouring water over them and abusing them sexually and beating them up. Is this Islam? What kind of Islam is this? If Rasulullah today is here, he will say, this is not my people. If Isa today is here, this is not my people. We are diverting from the truth. The truth is to do that which will make us better people. Act upon the religion that we have received. Be merciful, be kind, be generous, be gentle, be good. Rejoice in the truth. Rather than doing all those things that will make us terrible people, evil people, wicked people. I'm sorry, I'm taking your time. سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك سبحان الله والحمد لله ولا إله إلا الله والله أكبر ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المقبوب عليهم ولا الضالين